0: Welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're gonna start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. Hello, hello, everyone. How you doing out there? Doing all good? Doing all right? All right. I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for asking. recording this on the weekend, over the weekend. And while I'm doing well, my daughter is sick. Yeah, sucks, right? It so sucks when your kid is sick. It had me kind of thinking this weekend, I remember growing up, my mom would always tell my sister and I, oh, I wish I could take your sickness away. And I wish I could be sick instead of you being sick. And I remember being like, Woman, you're crazy. Why would you want to be sick instead of us being sick? Like nobody wants to be sick. Now that I'm a mom, I totally get it. I totally get it. Like I wish I could take it away from her and take it on myself. And I think that that's what parents do. Uh, She doesn't have COVID. I feel like everything nowadays you got to qualify with that. Like she doesn't have COVID. We uh, we went to like the drugstore and got a rapid test. Like two, it was a two pack for 30 bucks. It was amazing to me how quickly things change. I look back like a year ago and I had been exposed to COVID. And so I wanted to get a rapid test because it didn't feel like sitting around quarantined in a room by myself for days waiting for results if I wasn't, in fact, positive. So at that time I had to, you know, hop in the car by myself and go to a like a parking lot somewhere, wait in this line for like this drive-up tent where they stuck that thing up your nose. You paid about hundred bucks for it, and then you had to wait four, five, six hours in order to get results. Now we're like running to CVS spending 30 bucks for a two-pack and we have got results in 15 minutes. It's incredible. It's incredible how quickly life changes. And it also reminded me of like what was going on in the world a year ago. And while we've made so many progresses in so many different areas, it was like a year ago where so many of you were probably like our family sitting around deciding what the heck are we going to do about Thanksgiving? What are we going to do? Are we going to go to my sister's house? Who all is going to be there? How has her bubble looked? How has their bubble looked? Is it safe to go? Like all of these questions, things that like we had never had to consider any previous Thanksgiving before we were having to make those decisions last year. And you look at like where we are right now, and I feel like there's so much more freedom and there's so much more confidence and so much more relief about making decisions surrounding this holiday, which is great, which is so great. Because maybe last year you didn't celebrate Thanksgiving the way you normally would, right? So this year, if you're anything like me, like you're super stoked to be like stuffing your face with turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing and all the fix-ins, right? But I recognize that for some of you, holidays aren't like this Norman Rockwell painting. They come with more than cranberry sauce and Kris Kringle. They come with a lot of conflict. And that fear of conflict, especially with the people we love, and hanging with the extended family and and some friends that maybe you don't see all that often can lead to tension and and some dread. I, I get it. I honestly do. And that's what we're diving into today because I think it's super valuable for us to have this conversation, this fear of conflict. And and I'll be addressing the, the fear of conflict surrounding the holidays and family and how uncomfortable that can be. But this is a much broader conversation. This is also a conversation about fear of conflict in our most intimate relationships, with husbands and wives and boyfriends and girlfriends and moms and dads and sisters and friends and coworkers and things along those lines because so much of us have some sort of resistance to conflict instead of like speaking up and and saying what's on our heart what's on our mind and what's bothering us we stay quiet a lot of us especially women stay quiet to be nice we don't want to rock the boat we don't want you know we don't want to make a ruckus. It's not a big deal. Have you ever said those things? I have. We we have these things run through our mind like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because I just don't want to deal with the drama of it all. Or I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to upset them. Or I'm not going to say anything again because it's not a big deal. But you know it is a big deal. It's a big deal to you. And the reality is you just don't want to navigate the negative emotions that may come up with saying what you truly want to say. And when you don't say something, because you're afraid of how others may react, you end up saying a lot to yourself. You end up telling yourself that what you have to say isn't important. You end up talking to yourself about it, complaining to others about it, spinning on what happened or worrying about something that might happen. Yeah. Is this sounding true to you? So many people are deeply terrified by conflict and they will pretty much do anything to hide from it. They'll avoid friends, they'll avoid family members hoping that whatever the issue is will just magically and eventually go away. If I just wait this out, if i just if i just kind of like fall off the radar for a little bit everybody will forget about it and we just won't have to talk about it and that means so much goes unresolved you push it down and push it down and push it down that you put more stuff on top of it and eventually eventually what happens is most people will blow but they don't know why they're upset they don't know why they're they're blowing because they've put so much on top of that initial frustration, that it takes a while to uncover what truly is the problem. So I want to help you out with this. And and I want to help you out with a quick win, especially with the holidays coming up. So if you want to have like a terrific turkey day with the family, I got a tip for you. You ready? If you're afraid of conflict and tension with the family or friends or whomever over the holidays, here's what I recommend you do. Decide ahead of time what you want out of the day. Why are you going to the in laws? Why are you going to grandma's house? Why are you going to Friends Giving? Why are you hosting? Why? There's a reason. There is a result in something you get out of it that you want. Figure out what that is. All right. So for me, the reason I go to my sister's house for Thanksgiving is because I want to laugh. I want to connect, I want to relax, I want to have fun. That's why I do it. That's why I'm going. And I'm clear on that ahead of time. That's what I'm going for and that's what I want. Great. You can do the same thing, why are you going? Get clear on why. So now, if I get to my sister's house and crazy Uncle Arnie starts talking about politics and conspiracy theories, then guess what? That is not checking my boxes of fun, connection, laughter, and having a good time. So I'm not going to get mad at Uncle Arnie. Uncle Arnie can do whatever the heck Uncle Arnie wants to do, but I'm also not going to engage with them. This isn't what I want. This is not why I'm here. So I'm going to do the dip. I'm going to dip out. I'm going to politely leave. I'm just going to go, oh, hey, you know what? I got to get a refill on this. And I'm going to go find My people. I'm going to go find somebody to laugh with, connect with, or I'm just going to sit and watch football. It's cool. That's fine. But this isn't what I want. So I'm not going to engage with it. And because I decided ahead of time what I wanted and why I was going, I had that clarity and I didn't have to get worked up about it. Can you see how extremely helpful this can be? Deciding ahead of time what kind of experience you want to have and then who you want to be in that experience, keeping that front and center is so powerful. So powerful, so much clarity, relief, and control. And to me, man, that sounds like a good time. So your quick win ahead of the holidays, whether it be Thanksgiving, whether it be Hanukkah, whether it be Christmas, Kwanzaa, New Year's, whatever it may be, Friendsgiving, Festivus for the rest of us. If you've got like an aluminum pole that you're going to like air your grievances for, great. (laughs) Whatever it is, just decide ahead of time why you're going. What you want out of it and who you want to be there, and lean into that. But conflict doesn't just happen around the holidays. And for some of you, it doesn't happen at all around the holidays. Cool. It may happen in your day to day life. And conflict can feel scary. And, And I understand that. I totally get it because it is actually an involuntary biological response that's happening in your brain. You're human. This is totally normal. You've heard of fight or flight, right? That's what happens. This is your survival mechanism kicking in. It is there to keep you alive. As humans, when there's danger, those survival instincts take control. Which is why we immediately try to, you know, fight back or run away or we freeze right where we are. It's because we're human. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, it means you're perfectly normal. But we as humans have also evolved where we are now fighting more with words than we are with our fists. And while that is really good, it's also really hard because our brains and our wiring hasn't caught up to that. We still think that those words are going to kill us. So we try to avoid them like we would the fists, so to speak. And I think that that's the biggest reason we fear conflict, because our primitive brain actually thinks that it's going to kill us. So it makes sense, right? It's a good reason to try to avoid it. But we know that that's not the case right now. Those words aren't going to do that. So I'm going to help you with that a little bit later here in this podcast. But I also want to highlight one other reason why I think it is that we fear conflict. A lot of it comes from the way that we were raised and our upbringing, have you ever met someone who doesn't shy away from conflict? They run right towards it. They're like, there isn't a fight that they they don't want to be a part of. And then there are other folks out there who, while they don't fear conflict, they'll engage as necessary. They have a very healthy relationship with it. It's like not the end of the world if you get into a fight, so to speak. And then there are people who shy away and avoid it and hide from it like the plague because They were raised in a house where there was no yelling, there was no conflict, except when someone was in trouble and there was punishment to be had. So they grew up with this fear that like, if there is conflict, there is a crisis. So those are three very different, broad kind of scenarios that our upbringing can kind of impact the way we deal with conflict. Now, I'm not saying any one is better than the other, but you can see how being raised in different homes with different relationships of conflict can lead one adult to be comfortable and the other one feeling like it's a crisis, right? The truth is, conflict is a part of life. Like it or not, it is going to be there, and it is inevitable in any of your close relationships. Whoever it is that you are close with has a different experience of life than you do. They have been on this earth for a different amount of years, maybe raised by different parents, had different experiences. They have a different history. So of course, they're going to see life differently than you. And that creates conflict. It doesn't mean that something is wrong. It just means that you are different. Of course, they see things different. They've had different experiences. Of course, you see things different. You have had different experiences. You all have a different point of experience, not just a different point of view. Your ability to work through that different point of view in a healthy manner is what is going to make things feel right. And I want to be real here. Most of us don't deal with conflict in a healthy way. In a healthy, constructive way. Instead, we see it as like very frustrating, overwhelmed. There's a lot of disappointment and hurt. Those are like the overriding emotions we experience in the moment. And when you find yourself in conflict with someone and you're going in circles round and round and round and getting absolutely nowhere, that is when I think it is a good time to push pause on the conflict, on the fight, on the argument, on the discussion, whatever it is you want to call it. And and walk away for a few moments. I am not a fan of the whole don't go to bed angry mantra. That old adage does not fly with me. Sometimes I think that is exactly what you should do. You should step away. Create some breathing room so that you can figure out what's the best course of action. Allow the emotions to calm down a bit so that you can get a bit of a clearer head. I call it pushing pause. We got to push pause on this fight, on this argument, on this conflict. And by doing so, like you respect your need for that time and space. And this isn't about ignoring it. All right. This isn't about ignoring the conflict or ignoring the person that you're in this like tug of war with. It is about creating some space so you can come back and talk in a more constructive, healthy way. So here is what pushing pause looks like. Anyone can do it in a fight or an argument, all right? If you feel like you're getting nowhere in this conversation and it's more destructive than constructive and and no one is listening to one another, they're just kind of thinking about what they're going to say when they get a moment to kind of like jump into the the argument and say what's on their mind instead of listening to what is on someone else's mind, that's a great time to push pause. And you just say, hey, listen, I'm going to push pause on this right now push pause on the conversation and whatever's happening in that moment stops. You pause it and you take a break. But the person who pushes pause has to give a timeline for when they will re-engage about this. Yes, if you push pause, it is now on you to bring it back up later. And by later, I mean you set a time, you set a deadline for when you will bring it up. It could be 10 minutes, 10 minutes, it could be an hour. It could be like after I go for a drive. It could be tomorrow morning. It can be short, but it can be no longer than 24 hours. You have to re engage within 24 hours. This is a very powerful tool. It is one that my husband and I use, and it has been tremendously helpful. It is frustrating when he pushes pause and I want to keep going in an argument. It's like, Arr! it does get frustrating, but. It does create space and it allows us to come back together with clearer minds and to actually get somewhere with it. We're able to take care of ourselves and come back with less stress and frustration. And I got to admit, I'm usually a better listener and um, a little more rational after I've had some time to to step away from it all. So, Just to kind of clean it up for you a little bit, pushing pause is just telling the other person, I'm pushing pause on the fight right now. Need some time to think and breathe. It's not about ignoring you. It's about stepping away from this and getting some clarity. Let's take a break. I'll come back and I'll talk to you about this in about an hour or whatever it is. So you push pause. You say when you're coming back and then it's on you to come back and have that conversation. And... And the other, the other piece of advice I will give you on this is to keep calm. I know that sounds so hard. People who shy away from conflict often think that it has to look aggressive. It has to look overbearing. It has to look, you know, over the top. But it doesn't. It doesn't. And <laughs> it took me years to learn this. When I got mad and and I finally decided to speak up, I, I used to yell like a lot, and when I did that, because I thought that that's how you had to behave when you were when you were frustrated or angry or there was conflict or or, or, or a fight or whatever it is, you know, I thought that I had to be aggressive. I, I had to like come in over the top, and and when I would yell, one of two things would happen: either the other person who I was yelling at would yell back and and even louder. So you could see how this could escalate quickly and get absolutely nowhere. Or I would yell at someone and they would shut down and we would get nowhere, which means that I would yell even louder because I want to be heard and I feel like I'm being iced out. So I'm just trying to get some sort of reaction. So I yell even louder. Can you, can you, can you feel me on this? I know I'm not the only one who does this or did this. I still do it sometimes, but not nearly as much. And I'll talk about that in a second. Like I'm I'm not, not proud at all of the way I used to handle conflict, but I will tell you like things happen for a reason. Like I learned a lot from those mistakes. And the biggest thing I learned is that it doesn't work. Yelling like that does not work. And, and, not only does it not work, it feels like crap. I mean, it absolutely feels horrible. I feel horrible. They feel horrible. It's all about horrible. And and I I didn't want that anymore. And I had to do a lot of work on this. And I have. And I and and I'm really proud of that. I learned a new way of handling conflict. I learned a new way of being. And I have grown because of it and my relationships have grown because of it. And sure, I still raise my voice. I'm human, all right? But not nearly as much as I used to. And so I offer you that story because I know a lot of you can identify with it. Some of you are probably like, I never yell. All right, cool. You do you. And that's awesome. But I did. And I learned from it. And you can too. And I learned that you can and should... Calmly say what you think and be yourself. It's okay. It doesn't have to look aggressive or overbearing. And I I think that like, reframing that and understanding that is one of the most effective ways to overcome fear of conflict is to gain experience with it. Expose yourself to whatever it is you're fearful of, but like in in small manageable doses, okay? This isn't about like jumping into the deep end of the pool of conflict. It's about just, you know, dipping your toe in and, 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 and standing on that first step. And one way that you can do that is by imagining what a difficult conversation feels like. Just imagining it. And then practicing being assertive with less threatening people. And then what happens is by you practicing that, you work your way up to situations that you previously would not have thought you were even capable of handling. And, and some of you probably right now are listening going, yeah, Pamela, a lot easier said than done. And I get it. I do. This creates a lot of tension. Like I said, a lot of fear with people and they're terrified of conflict that they hide from it. But here's the thing. Like any muscle you build, it takes Practice. If you wanna get stronger, you have to practice. So start small and build up your confidence in your abilities and, and, and start with those easier situations. If, if you don't like conflict, then addressing it in the moment can be hard. Yeah, so don't. Start off by looking back retrospectively and asking yourself, why does this feel personal? What triggered this feeling? What do I need from myself in this situation? And when you start asking those kinds of questions, you start kind of getting control and clarity in your brain and then you can take some action. You can also ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Do do I feel like stating what I need is gonna make things worse or better? Why? Am I afraid that conflict will damage this important relationship. do, Do I feel like I've done something wrong? Why? Because what you're doing in that situation is you're starting to identify your thoughts, your ideas, your beliefs about conflict. And a lot of these are gonna come from the way that you were raised and the experiences and the history that you have had in life. And when you can start questioning whether or not it's true, It won't necessarily make the conflict disappear, but man, it will most definitely help you deal with it when conflict comes up. Because like I said, it's a part of life. So if you're someone who shies away from conflict because you don't want to rock the boat, you don't want to make matters worse, you don't want to make that person mad, then remember, one, before walking into a situation where there may be conflict or tension, Decide what you want out of this situation and who you want to be ahead of time. Decisions made ahead of time are so powerful. Two, conflict is a part of life. It is. It doesn't mean that something has gone wrong. It means you have differing opinions and your ability to work through it in a healthy manner is what's going to make things right for you. Three, push pause. If you find yourself going in circles in an argument and getting absolutely nowhere with someone, push pause. Pause the argument, where it's at, take a step back, but tell the other person how long you need to gather your thoughts, and then it is on you to approach them when you said you would and talk about it. And four, gain experience by starting small. Expose yourself to whatever it is that you're fearful of in those small manageable steps, and then start building up your confidence and your ability to do it. Just like any other muscle you gotta build, it starts with practice. The less you fear, the more power you will have. And the more power that you have, the fuller life that you're going to live. And that's why I wanted to talk about this important topic because a lot of my clients struggle with this. I've struggled with it in times in my life. I know some of you are going to struggle with it more than you normally do with the holidays coming up. So it's an important topic to discuss. I'm glad we had the chance to do that today. If you have any questions about this, feel free to hit me up on my social channels. Um, I'm usually more engaged in Facebook and in Instagram. You can find me at Pamela Hughes Coaching, follow me on those social channels as well because I'm, I'm pumping out content that that helps you navigate those day-to-day struggles in life to get some peace and clarity, and and hope. All right, so follow me there. Hit me up if you have any questions, and I will see you guys next week. All right, have a great one. Hey there, podcast listeners. If you're feeling stuck and you want to start wiggling loose, head on over to my website, PamelaHughesCoaching.com and sign up for a free session to see if life coaching is for you. Again, that's PamelaHughesCoaching.com. Hope to chat with you soon.